Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations in Southern Arizona, finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. Only a matter of days remain until the Tucson Rodeo Parade. It is set for Thursday, February 24th. The big news was announced at the beginning of the month that the Grand Marshal for the 97th Annual Tucson Rodeo Parade is University of Arizona women's basketball coach Adia Barnes. The Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee selected Barnes because she is a championship player, coach, sports broadcaster, mentor, and community leader. For today's program, I'm going to be sharing my recent Zoom conversation with the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee about the event's history and what to expect. I'm speaking with... I am Herb Wagner. Um, I am the current board secretary and uh, also chair of entries and lineup. I've been on the committee for over 35 years. My name's Marshall Stewart and I'm the chairman of the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. I don't know how long I've been a committee member, but it's about 20 years. Ah. Stan Martin, I'm the, the chairman of the museum. I'm on the board of directors. I've been on the committee almost 10 years, and I started about 20 years ago helping line up bands for the uh, for the parade, and that's how I got involved. Well, I mean, might as well just say it, it's back. The Tucson Rodeo Parade is back for 2022. If someone is new to Tucson, it might seem like, wow, these people are really into their rodeo parade, but it is so much more than just that. So I would like to start with just how long the Tucson Rodeo Parade has been making its trek. The Tucson Rodeo Parade uh, began in 1925 along with the Tucson Rodeo. It was sort of the brainchild of an Eastern transplant from New York City, a fellow by the name of Frederick Leighton Kramer. And uh, he was a polo player and had several polo teams back East. And when he moved out to Tucson, he created and put together a polo team and he wanted to raise some funds to get his team to go back and play his other buddies back on the East Coast. So he proposed to the local uh, businesses that they have a rodeo now. He remembers growing up in New York, going to the Wild West shows back at the you know early part of the 20th century and thought that this would be a great thing to have because he remembered when he saw you know the cowboys and the rodeo and the and the indian shootouts and things like that that they used to have in those he thought that would be a great thing well the local business people with the ranches the working ranches that were all around tucson thought he was a little crazy because there was basically rodeos every weekend uh, around Tucson. You know, the Cowboys like to compete against each other. But he got them on board. He got them to sponsor prizes and put together uh, a plan to hold a rodeo in Tucson. And one of the things that he did to promote it was that all the participants in the rodeo had to be in the parade, along with businesses who wanted to sponsor an entry in a parade. And the idea was that the parade would go through downtown Tucson hopefully pass by as many of the businesses that have been sponsoring it. And then they would lead the, the people out to the rodeo grounds, which uh, was owned by Kramer, uh, called Kramer Field, uh, at the current location of Banner University Medical Center. Oh. So they went out there and they had the rodeo, basically lined the area with uh, automobiles and uh, people, and they watched the rodeo take place. It became a, a tradition after that and uh, has transitioned to be one of the largest, the largest midwinter rodeo in the United States. That's awesome. And is it true that 
uh, one of the original prizes was a giant chunk of ice. Yes, they had <laughs> quite a few They had a big ham as one uh, prize. They had a block of ice as another prize. They had very interesting, um, you know, obviously things where that would be uh, equine related, like bridles and saddles and things like that. But yes, uh, common things like a sack of potatoes, a ham, and a and a block of ice were part of the prizes. That was Herb Wagner, current board secretary and chair of entries and lineup for the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. That's interesting, but. Obviously, much different times in 1925 than uh, where we are now. Tell me a bit about how many people, wagons, horses are typically in the procession. Well, I can speak to that a little bit. Generally speaking, we have around 120 entries in the parade. Some years a few more, some years a few less. Uh, And they're all different kinds of of, uh, activities. So some of them are people who are going to rent some of our wagons. And, uh, and go through with uh, a wagon and horses and people on the wagon. Uh, in addition to that, we have a number of riding groups that will be with us. I think right now we have uh, eight marching bands, including the University of Arizona band. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, it, it puts together a pretty exciting parade. Now, what does this mean in terms of the city of Tucson, especially where, where we're located down around Irvington and South 6th? We normally have as many as 200,000 people. Now, this is amazing, and it's been amazing to me ever since I learned about this, but we have about 200,000 people who line the streets or sit in our grandstands just to watch the parade. Some of them come out the night before, camp out so that they can have a primo spot uh, to, to be able to watch the parade. And it's, it's really exciting when you go around the parade route and you see all these people and a lot of them are cheering, they're waving. I'm, I'm a retired band director. And so when my band was going through, there'd be people that I knew on the sides and they'd be waving and hollering at me. And there's a sense of excitement that, mm-hmm. that I don't think anything else quite brings out. One thing to know, we are listed as the largest single day activity in the state of Arizona. So we draw more people to watch the the parade and participate in the parade than any other activity at all. In fact, you could could take a full football stadium at the U of A and a a full McHale Center and we still have more people (laughs) serving the parade. So it's pretty exciting for me as a person uh, and I think for most of our committee members uh, it's pretty exciting to be a part of, of that kind of thing and to be carrying on the historic tradition of the Tucson Rodeo Parade. That was Marshall Stewart, chairman of the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. I'm Riley, and you're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Yeah, it's definitely a tradition, and it's, it almost feels like a city holiday. I've only been living in Tucson since about 2016. I remember the first time I saw one, I was driving past a school, and they had a sign, Rodeo Parade Break, and I'm like, they get out of school for the rodeo parade. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're the only we're the only city in the United States that closes the schools down for rodeo. We began that back in the nineteen late nineteen forties. Oh wow! So that's even tradition. a longstanding tradition in itself. Yep. yep, and it was because we wanted um, students to be able to get out of school with their families, go watch the parade, go to the rodeo be participants in the parade, high school bands, junior high school bands. Back then they would have uh, rodeo courts that would be voted on. So high schools would have 
their entries on a wagon, you know, going through the parade. So it was to encourage that participation and spectatorship. One of the fun things when you go through the parade as a participant, you get to see all these people in the crowd. The fun part is to see all of these young children that are all dressed up. Talk about cowboy up. Yeah. They, they've got their six shooters on and not that they shoot yeah. anything, but, but it's just fun to see the kids really totally enjoying uh, all the horses and wagons and, and marching bands as they go by in, in the parade. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun for all ages as well. I'll admit, I'm I when I see a pretty horse, it makes me stop because I got to look. So you had mentioned the grandstand. Uh, so is the grandstand going to be back as well for 2022? Yes. Our parade grandstands are located on Irvington. They extend from South 6th Avenue for about two blocks uh, going east. So uh, on both sides of the road. And uh, if you would like to buy tickets, you can do that online. Sitting in the grandstand is one of the best places to see the parade because you get to see everything. But not only do you get to see everything, we have announcers from radio stations <laughs> who will be announcing the parade and telling everybody what they're seeing as, as it comes through the grandstand. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good place to see it. It's not terribly expensive. And you can buy your tickets online uh, at uh, TucsonRodeoParade.com or .org either one okay so there are sales that are available with walk-in at our office now at the rodeo grounds and the ticket prices are ten dollars for adults and five dollars for children under 12. i'd like to also add that uh, the the grandstands there is pre-parade entertainment so you're not just showing up at the grandstands and sitting there waiting for the parade to start uh currently we have gertie and the to boys from the the hung autumn uh, reservation uh, a wyla band they play lots of polkas and, and things like that, which you wouldn't expect. And also we've got from uh, the Pueblo High School, we've got the Mariachi uh, Aslan and also the Folklorico Guerrero dancers that will be participating also. We try to stay multicultural. Tucson is just packed with diversity. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just try to highlight that. And I think it's been that way since the very first parade. That was Stan Martin, who is the chairman for the Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum and a member of the board of directors for the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. Get a little bit of entertainment, see some great music and performances while you're waiting for the parade as well. So I'd like to kind of shift gears now because not long ago, the Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum opened up. I believe this was early November, and I would like to just hear some more about it. For starters, uh, what was the inspiration behind the Rodeo Parade Museum? We have a great collection. Uh, Now it it numbers over 150 pieces of rolling equipment. And back in the 1930s, when we started acquiring these pieces of equipment from local ranches and and other uh, ways of getting them from places back east who donated them, uh, we needed a place to put it. So the Pima County Fairgrounds, which is where the where the rodeo grounds are now, used to be the Pima County Fairgrounds. They had some barns there and we were allowed to keep our wagons kind of stored there and a place to work on them. And this is all happening way back in the, the 30s and 40s and into the 50s. We had some break-ins. There was some vandalism done, unfortunately. And finally, in the mid-1960s, uh, I think it was about 1963, the committee decided it's time to display these wagons and create a museum. So what they did was they took the largest adobe barn that was an animal barn at the time and converted it into what we have now as the main building of the museum and uh, built a, an old frontiers type stockade around it. 
the wood came from the uh, uh, sawmill up on Mount Lemon that no longer exists, but that all came down. They built the stockade around it and opened the museum in 1964 in true rodeo fashion by having the rodeo queen break the, uh, the ribbon by riding through on her horse uh, from the inside out. In the years since, and uh, just about two years ago, I believe, three years ago, we had, we've taken down that old stockade because it's, it had deteriorated and we put up a uh, metal uh, fence around it with a, it's much more secure and much safer. I'll let Stan talk about the, uh, the rest of the museum. Yeah, so uh, we did open in November um, for this year, usually open on January 2nd. And uh, my vice chair and I decided to open up a little bit earlier allow more of the snowbirds and even the people of uh, Tucson to come and experience our museum. We've got almost 100 wagons that are on display, everything from a $25 Sears Roebuck little, uh, almost like a pony cart, all the way up to the Maximilian coach, which was uh, owned by the Emperor of Mexico, uh, which is basically priceless right now. We've got a uh, City of Tucson jail wagon. We've got uh, City of Tucson's very first fire wagon and hose carts. We've got quite a plethora of items there along with, like Herb mentioned, um, city businesses such as Seal Peterson. We have a little shop kind of highlights Seal Peterson and her uh, historical impact on Tucson. We have the front desk and the safe and key boxes from the original El Conquistador Hotel, which wasn't out on Oracle Road, but uh, down on Broadway across from what's now Reed Park. I believe it's now Walmart. Um, and uh, so we've got several other items. It's not just a, a wagon museum. We've got lots and lots of things uh, that, that deal not only with Tucson, but uh, the whole country. And, and in some cases, like with the Maximilian co coach that was built in Paris, dealing with the world and mm -hmm. that. So interesting parts of history. So when someone comes to visit the uh, Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum, is it guided tours? Do you kind of show yourself around? How does that work? That's totally up to our uh, visitors that come in. Some people like to just stroll and take a look. Uh, we've got a little sheet that we hand out. Uh, we actually have four buildings filled with uh, wagons and uh, various other historical items. So what we do is we ask them when they come in, the admission is $10 for adults and uh, $9 for senior citizens, first responders, ed anybody in education and uh, military. We give 50% off to the whole group. So not just to that individual. And so we hand them a little sheet of paper and say, here's our four buildings and here's what's in it. Would you like a, a guided tour, which takes about two hours, or would you like to just mosey on your own? And uh, we had a gentleman that was that just left a little while ago before our interview. And uh, he's coming back because he spent two hours and he says, I'm going to be back on another day. I like to spend another couple hours because yeah. I didn't get to see everything. Two hours, and I'm still not done looking. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of the uh, a lot of the street business displays are actually artifacts from businesses that were here in Tucson at one time, like Seal Peterson's Dress Shop, Jacob's Assay Office, the uh, Perry's Barber Shop, the Stork's Nest, which was a birthing center here in Tucson. We've had a lot of the people who actually were born there come back, and we have them sign the window with an, a permanent marker with their birth date on it. So we've got the bassinet from the, the stork's nest and, and donated to us. And we also even have on loan from the College of Pharmacy uh, at the university, a birthing chair that used to be used back in the day. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so a lot of things. We have a great saddle display and also a uh, model train display that uh, depicts Tucson at the time of uh, the railroad 
arriving here in the uh, late 1800s. So it's almost like a it's like a mini replica of Tucson with the railroad. Yes, it's a pretty good sized display. And also, um, I was just meeting with the Chinese Cultural Center last week, and uh, we're looking at revamping and actually representing the Chinese culture in a better way uh, because they were known uh, for their stores, you know, and uh, groceries here in town. We're working with them on making a, a real nice display to to show off the Chinese culture here in Tucson. Yeah, because that is an interesting little piece of our history here, too, because I actually used to live downtown near one of the Empire Grocery, which is really, yep. yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yep. Uh, On Ninth Street. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> something I had seen about the Tucson Rodeo Parade Museum is that sometimes you have live demonstrations scheduled. Can you tell me a bit about kind of what's to come there? Uh, what's on the agenda? In March 5th and 6th, we've got the Model Railway, uh, Tucson Garden Railway Society, will be coming in. We're one of the stops on their tour uh, that they have where people go to different homes and uh, other locations that have model railroads. And so they'll be coming through. And then um, on April 2nd, the last day that our museum will be open for this season is uh, going to be Lily Langtree. It's a lady who's coming in to play Lily Langtree, a, a popular um, gal from back in the day. With, you know, that was a, a very well-known performer from back in the day. So she'll be finishing off giving us the grand finale of that uh, season. Okay, so she'll be closing off the museum season for you. Right, and she's got, she actually owns over 500 dresses oh, wow. from the time period, including a dress from Gunsmoke and things like that. So she makes a lot of her own dresses. She collects them. So she's going to be dressed as Lily Langtree. And she's even gone to London to study her dialogue and things that she oh, wow. found a recording or two of Lily Langtree so she can really show it off at the best. We try to stay as historic as possible and as historically accurate as possible also. Sneak in some teaching lessons as well. Sneak some education in there while you're at it. And make it fun. Got to make yeah. education fun. Absolutely. So I think it's really important to mention that the Tucson Rodeo Parade is able to happen a lot because of the volunteers from the community. So I'd like to hear about some of the volunteer opportunities that are available at this time and how people who are interested can get involved. Well, um, we can't hold this parade with just the 30 some members of our committee. Uh, we're all volunteer members too, but if we didn't have the hundreds of uh, foot marshals who uh, help us on the streets, keep the crowds in control, or the horseback marshals that ride through the parade and keep an eye on the horses and teams that, uh, that are pulling the wagons. They're very, they're very much a part of our safety of the, of the parade for the participants and the spectators. So we're always looking for additional volunteers. If you're a good horseman, there are opportunities. There's a volunteer web page um, on our web page that you can apply to help us out at again at tucsonrodeoparade.com and click on volunteers and it'll get you a, a form you can fill out and uh, we'll put you in the right place depending on your abilities <laughs> get you connected with where you need to be that's it <laughs> all right fellas well is there anything else you would like to add on at this time I'd like to just mention yeah. some of the things that people will see mm -hmm. because they're going to see some of our historic wagons that that really unless you visit the museum and even if you visit the museum you may not see them all because we have uh, several barns 
but there's historic vehicles that will be in the parade. This year, some items of interest, I didn't know this until the other night, but we have uh, two units that are gonna be called, uh, called by what we call a six up. Now six up is when a heavy wagon is pulled by six horses. And the horses, uh, the horses that will be pulling the wagons are huge. I mean, absolutely huge. And uh, it's just really interesting to see how the driver manages six horses out in front of the wagon. And it's a heavy wagon and there's a lot of people that are on the wagon. That's pretty interesting. We'll probably have in the neighborhood of somewhere between five and 600 horses oh, in wow. the parade. And a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of people who ride horses in the Tucson area. They don't all pull wagons, but we'll have several riding groups some of them are going to be costumes and, and costumed in very interesting ways. And, we, and we're going to have some cultural groups. So we will have, uh, usually we have about three uh, floats that are sponsored by uh, some of our Hispanic cultural groups, different ones. And, uh, and their wagons are always extremely colorful, including things like the ones that come in from the Little Mexico restaurant, one of our sponsors. But uh, they often win awards because uh, they really put in a lot of time and, and effort on, on the way they decorate their wagon. And so we have a number of others. We're going to, we will have uh, representatives from the local Native American tribes. And so it's a really interesting parade to see because of all the different kinds of groups that are representative uh, uh, throughout the parade. Mm -hmm. And it's also a great way for people who maybe are new to Tucson or the area to kind of get out and see just the diversity of our community and how many different cultures we have here just living together and working together and putting on great events like the Tucson Rodeo Parade. The 97th annual Tucson Rodeo Parade is set for Thursday, February 24th. It begins its trek at 9 a.m. I also wanted to know if there were alternative options for folks who are unable to attend the event in person this year. Then it will be televised. Oh, Channel 13 KOLD will be uh, presenting it live and they will be giving the feed to Azteca TV 14 to be broadcast in Spanish. And that includes down south of the border. They will be uh, uh, broadcasting it down there also. And Lotus will be having four stations uh, for announcers along the parade route uh, that will have some of our young students in, in Tucson who are hoping to become perhaps broadcasters mm -hmm. or announcers at some point announcing the parade. So that'll be a nice thing. And we also always want to acknowledge the assistance we get from the city of Tucson a lot of in-kind services um, that they assist us for allowing us to have the parade on their uh, streets. And just again, for all things Tucson Rodeo Parade, where should they look for info? TucsonRodeoParade.org. Thanks for the opportunity to get the word out. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and thanks to Herb Wagner, Stan Martin, and Marshall Stewart from the Tucson Rodeo Parade Committee. And mark your calendar, the 97th annual Tucson Rodeo Parade is on Thursday, February 24th, with University of Arizona women's basketball coach Adia Barnes as this year's Grand Marshal.
If you're part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of the Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to me by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the show or to listen back to something you may have missed, you can go to the Sunday mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com.